With all not your truth or kindness, Lord. With all not your truth or kindness, Lord. Welcome to The Notice, where together we notice the mercy of God. I'm Susan Hookstra, your host. The Notice podcast explores our need to be noticed through biblical musings and conversations with special guests, experience relevant topics, and encouragement as we take notice of how the God of mercy satisfies. On this episode of The Notice, have you ever wanted an eyewitness to your life or wished you had a fan club? Created for community, we are propelled to find someone, anyone to take notice of us. But what if we don't have a fan club? On this episode of The Notice, we get a sneak peek into one of the chapters of the upcoming book, A Firm Grasp. Listen in as we take notice of God through our fan clubs. Refrigerator Art If you have a young child, pages from coloring books, art projects, or school papers may fill up your refrigerator doors. For that reason, and many more, I love kid art. Looking at these creations and getting excited about them reminds me of a crucial role I play in my children's lives. I'm president of their fan club. As a parent, I couldn't help it. Each word, movement, or achievement was cause for celebration. I even celebrated when they went potty in the big potty. Although a parent's job description seems endless, For me, I believe the most significant gift I could give my daughters was to validate and affirm them. Perhaps it was because I didn't receive that kind of validation when I was a child, but it also came easily to me because I just enjoyed them. Through the years, I loved celebrating milestones, achievements, and emphasizing their unique space in the world. And who can forget organizing the pictures and awards for their senior high school open house? But what if I didn't celebrate them? Or what about the times I wasn't enough, or maybe too much? Could someone else step in as president of their fan club? And as adults, do we even need a fan club? Most of us equate fan clubs with children or celebrities. After all, stars aren't really like us. They typically have exceptional charisma, talent, or beauty, which sets them apart. Perhaps we don't feel talented or beautiful enough to warrant a fad club in our ordinary worlds, so we don't even bother to give it a thought. Perhaps we don't even think of ourselves as stars. But friends, our God sees us differently. We occupy divine space, and he created us with a longing for relationship. In the movie Shall We Dance, Beverly Clark, played by Susan Sarandon, describes marriage in this way. We need a witness to our lives. There's a billion people on the planet. I mean, what does anyone's life really mean? But in a marriage, you're promising to care about everything. The good things, the bad things, the terrible things, the mundane things. All of it, all of the time, every day. You're saying your life will not go unnoticed because I will notice you. Your life will not go unwitnessed because I will be your witness. 
Certainly marriage is one way to get our eyewitness needs met. But what if we're single, single again, or an empty nester? How do we build authentic relationships and feel noticed if we don't have an eyewitness? Let's just think a little bit about someone who's pregnant. Don't we celebrate the baby before the baby is born? Yet once we're born, God gives us an instant eyewitness, our parents, who ideally become our fan club. As we grow, our eyewitnesses expand to include grandparents, extended family, friends, and teachers. Ideally, this inherited fan club satisfies our need for validation and affirmation. They are the ones who hang our artwork on refrigerators and get excited when we take our first step. Unfortunately, we don't live in a perfect world and may not receive that kind of attention. As a child, perhaps you felt ignored when you tried to share your feelings with your parents, but were talked out of your experience or told you should feel something different. Worse yet, when conflict arose, you may not have gotten a chance to explain your perspective and may have ended up being accused or punished for something you didn't do. This type of neglect doesn't feel like a fan club. Instead, it feels like unfair treatment and left unchecked can manifest itself in our adult lives. And as we get older, we may end up trying to search to fill that deficit. So what are some ways we could feel that deficit? And does God notice us in those moments? Well, the first step to determining any deficits is to be aware, to be self-aware. As part of that self-awareness, we need to assess our expectations. Are they realistic? Since we live in a sin-filled world, expect some deficit. An excellent way to measure your need is to ask yourself this following question. Do you assume someone doesn't love you if they don't agree with you? In my counseling experience, I've seen clients on both sides of this seesaw when I ask this question. Think about it. Would someone who truly felt validated be concerned if the other person agreed with them or not? Can we live without celebration if we receive that acknowledgement? And if someone doesn't celebrate us, Does that mean they aren't part of our fan club? Conflict may arise in the expectation, the expectation of who is safe. So who are your safe people? Are safe people only those who agree with you? Do they have to agree with you to be part of your fan club? If not, I'd encourage you to start a new fan club. You see, a fan club is different than a social club. A fan club includes people who do life with you. They know the ups and downs of what is happening in your life, and when you are authentic with them, they still are your fans. They pray for you and encourage you. They are for you. To feel safe with them, we actually have to take the time to share with them. However, please be careful. Sometimes we may select people to be in our fan club based on how they make us feel or what we can gain from them. You see, a fan club isn't a transactional relationship. It's becoming aware of the people God put in our life of whom we can be a fan. You see, as you become aware of your fan club, I urge you to surround yourself with others based on mutual affection. 
You know, we're not gathering a fan club for us to be validated, as ironic as that sounds. We are actually gathering a fan club so we can validate others. So select people you want to validate. Select people you want to enjoy and would follow. Or consider someone who just feels that way about you. Validation, it's, it's a complicated thing. And I think one of our Bible heroes, David, tells us a little bit about how he felt about that. And I think he'll give us some insight into our true source of validation. When David was young, one could say he didn't have much of a fan club. His father didn't even tell the king he had a son named David. David's brothers thought he was crazy for saying he was called by God to be king and to fight the giant. King Saul even doubted the young shepherd. Not much validation there, and certainly no approval or affirmation. Let's jump ahead a few years. As an adult, David committed some serious sins. Let's analyze David's interest in Bathsheba for a moment. We might conclude David used her as a way to feel validated, which is what most affairs reveal. I know we'd probably have to ask David's counselor about that, but one simple act resulted in a chain of events, including murder. Could part of his struggle have been related to David's unresolved deficit? You see, David really was searching for this answer. And as we read in the Psalms, we see two sides to him. The human who needed deliverance and the man chasing after God's heart. What was it David was searching for? Most of the Psalms show David's laments and desperate cries for God to notice him. Even though each Psalm showcases a different experience, when we reach Psalm 139, something changes. We see how David begins to understand the purest source of validation. Listen in. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, Behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You hem me in behind and before and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Friends, the kind of detailed attention God describes in this psalm is far above what any other fan club can give you. You see, he is with you 24-7, no matter what you're going through. He's there. Maybe you haven't felt pursued by God, your ultimate fan club. My prayer is that you will view your space in the world as God sees it, sacred. Even if your fan club was faulty, remember, he sees you. No matter what facet you look at this from, you can't escape his presence. Psalms 37, 5-6 through 6 tells us, Open up before God. Keep nothing back. He'll do whatever needs to be done. He'll validate your life in the clear light of day and stamp you with approval at high noon. Friends, I encourage you to embrace your fan club by being fans of others. When you do, you are privileged to participate with God in validating others with his mercy and grant access to his presence.
Today on Ask the Host, what does it mean to be part of a book launch team? Well, being part of a book launch team can be exciting. Basically, you're deciding to support the launch of the book, and this can be done in many different ways. You know, I like to think about book launch team like attending a baby shower. We invite others to celebrate the new baby, even though we don't know everything there is to know about the baby yet. Everyone's book launch is a little different. But by joining the book launch for the Affirm Grass book, you can expect the following. You'll hear behind the scenes God Notice Me stories about the writing and launching of the book. You'll receive a PDF copy of the book before it launches. You'll get a chance to view the book trailer before it goes out. You'll get a chance to hear this theme song from the book before it goes out. And you'll even get an early link to the musical soaking session that accompanies the book. If you come to one of the book launch parties, you'll receive a copy of the book. And if you attend one of the Zoom meetings or book launch parties, there'll be chances to win prizes like Amazon gift cards and more. So how can you support this book and be part of the book launch team? Well, first, you just have to join the team by going to my website at susankhookstra.com. Anyone who can share any part of the message of the book is appreciated. But the best way you can support the book is to, well, purchase a copy, of course. Um, Pre-orders will begin the middle of May. Post a review of the book on Amazon no later than June 25th. You can attend one of our book launch Zooming sessions on Monday, May 24th at 7 or Thursday, June 3rd at 7 after you join the book launch team. You'll post information about the book on your social media accounts attend one of the launch parties, and bring a friend. And especially share with others in any way you're comfortable. But lastly, covet your prayers for the book and that it will reach the hearts of the people who need it. As always, thank you for your support. Until next time, take notice. Oh